Hey, John, we are on air. What? <laughs> I know. It's yeah. amazing. Isn't it great? Anybody can have a radio station now. <laughs> and I'm so excited to share cool. um, what Critter Sitters and More is doing. And uh, right now, I want to invite everybody and welcome them to Did Fido Poop Today? <laughs> I love it. John. <laughs> That's awesome. You Why were... am I on your show? <laughs> <laughs> Because I just needed somebody to talk to. Yay. All right, cool. Well, I'll talk about dog poop. That's okay. <laughs> well, you would not believe uh, the <laughs> amount of dog poop that we actually talk about in the pet city world. Really? Well, absolutely. I, I, ne- I never would have thought. <laughs> so, um, and it's not just dog poop. It's it's any animal poo. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's all about our systems. I and... do know this about poop. Okay. That as I've gotten older, it's been a really interesting indicator of health. Like I could tell if I'm doing okay by looking at my turd. <laughs> you know, like, is that okay? I know. I need to eat more fiber. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just about looking at it is how often does it happen oh okay right (laughs) so honestly when we are first meeting with a client and we know that they are going to be going out of town and let's say we're doing three visits a day Mm. right so we want to do the early morning visit we want to get them out of their bed we want to get them to their potty break we want to feed them get them outside for the morning constitution Mm -hmm. we want to know from you know that pet parent how many times a day does Fido poop, right? What does that tell you? I mean, how many times a day should a dog poop? Well, a dog can poop two to five times a day. Okay. And that's going to be variable on lots of different things. It's going to be how many times do we feed them? Okay. How often are they getting exercised or walked? And um, is there any stress in their life? Mm. Um, you know, um, and that can that can in, impact. Now, does the yeah, poop right, impact, right. Have a lot of impact poop, the poop, poop in many ways? So, right so, so, does stress does stress cause a dog to poop more or poop less? It could be both. Really, yeah. So if if a dog is highly stressed, they may not want to poop at all. Mm. You know, we we have certain dogs that are very particular poopers, and that's a good thing to know. Do they like to go in a certain place? Um, Does it take a walk to get them moving? Mm. And when I say get them moving, get that system moving. Uh, Do they need, um, you know, a little more stimulation or exercise in their day? That's interesting. You know, it's, what's interesting about, you know, I was, I was talking to you about Charlie earlier. He's our, he's our dog. He's a Border Collie Black Lab mix. Okay. Um, he, uh, he poops in, like, the underbrush. Like, we have, a, we have a, a kind of grown wild area in the back, and then we have lawn. Mm-hmm. You rarely see any poop on the lawn because he likes to go, like, in the bushes, right? In the woods, you know, and that's where he grew up. He grew up. We grew up on a. Um, he grew up on like a horse ranch, and there was a lot of woods, and he spent a lot of time in the woods. So we never had any dog poop in the yard, which was great because we never had to clean anything up, you know. So that's interesting. That so he's a private pooper. A private pooper. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Private pooper. So Pooping my dog, money. Hot Sauce, who you know. Um... Yeah, I've seen him. I haven't met him yet. <laughs> I love Hot Sauce. He's cute. 
He uh, he needs to walk to poop. Okay. So he's got to walk for a little while before he gets going. Right, right, right. So, but uh, if I give him four walks a day, he will poop four times a day. Really? Right. Oh. And if I only give him two walks a day, he only poops two and times a day. And he's fine with that. He's fine. Right, right. So, um, and so <laughs> it's really, it's an interesting thing to have to talk about with, sure. you know, a pup parent or even a cat parent or a parent parent. Now, talking um, about cats. Right. Our cat, Angel. <laughs> She's a poop machine. Like, like her litter box is clean in the morning, and by evening time, there's like ten turds in there. I don't know what she's doing. She's a tootsie roll factor. I mean, it's crazy. But that's a good thing for me to know. So you're okay. going to be out of town for four days, right? I'm going to come through the house once a day. Right, because if, if you don't, right, it's going to be bad. Well, right, right, right. But you know, a minimum. I actually have some cat clients who say, "Nope, we want you to come in the morning and in the evening." We love those. We know that oh. means because every time we come, we scoop a litter box. But you know, if if we know that your baby is a Tootsie Roll factory, and I walk in in a 24-hour period, there's only one poop or zero, we know something's going wrong now. And so the first day, it could be an indicator of stress, right? Right. Maybe she's just not happy that you're out of town, or maybe she's not so comfortable with me coming in. Mm. But if we go into day two, and she's not having the movements that we are expecting, not only am I calling you on a second day, because we're going to notify you first thing, hey, litter box was a little light, Uh, keeping an eye on it, want you to know that we noticed based on our notes, Um, you know, I'm going to come in tomorrow and I go, wow, and we're going to come about the same time every day because we want a good measurement. Oddly enough, we want a good measurement. Uh, But, you know, day two, and it's still not happening, I'm like, hey, I think it's time to consider, particularly with a cat, um, I think it's time to consider we look at taking them to the vet. So Okay. Yeah. So it's it's going to be a problem rather quickly if they're not going to the bathroom? Absolutely. If they're not going to the bathroom regularly or they're going way more than they should be. Okay. So those are indications of issues. Okay. So uh, dogs, uh, we, we interestingly, we just recently had two beautiful standard poodles. And um, on day one, uh, Glory had a very soft poo. By day two, and we were doing three visits a day, which is not, you know, unusual for dog visits to do morning, afternoon, and evening. Okay. Um, we were doing. They also uh, like the company too, right? It's well, absolutely. Really well, it's the company and the stimulation. Okay. Uh, so they need the exercise. They need to go outdoors. Um, and and then particularly with this family, the mother was home all day, so the dogs were used to multiple opportunities outside. Right. Our goal is to keep their routine as close as possible okay uh and uh, you know by day two it was just a run factory Mm. so you know i had mentioned it again the first day who's kind of soft for keeping an eye on it day two i'm like wow um we're, we're really bordering on a health issue here and so at that point we are calling the client going how normal is this? You know, okay. did we miss like, something in the interview? Right. And it, and it turns out for this poor pup, it's usually only an indication of an issue if they've gotten into some table food they shouldn't okay. have. Gotcha. So now we're going, okay, 
what we're looking at is a stressor. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that she didn't like us. It was just the situation in her life had changed. Sure. And now she's dealing with some stress with her. Like her her normal people aren't there. Her normal people aren't there. She's used to somebody being at the home all the time. Uh, Because somebody wasn't at the house, she was being crated. And uh, because of, um, you know, you know, the the newness of me and and my other team member who was coming in and that changing fairly, you know, it could be me one hour and the next visit it's somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it's somebody she's met already. We don't ever throw somebody in they haven't met. It's just a whole different routine for her, even though we're trying to keep it as close as possible. So, you know, now I'm texting her pictures and I keep what's called an ID formula food on hand at all times. What is ID formula food? for the intestinal tract. So if if somebody is having issues with their bowels and it's you know going into a situation of what we would consider diarrhea. Okay. There are two things we have to worry about. One, they're not getting the nutrition in their system. Okay. And two, they're going to start to dehydrate. dehydrate right. um, so an ID formula is a very bare minimal food which is basically either chicken or turkey without any seasoning at all and white rice mix. Okay. And so this is what you would feed any dog with an upset stomach. So this is going to get them regular. Right, exactly. The hope is to get them. The hope is to get them regular. And then the other thing I brought in is uh, a can of very plain pumpkin. Uh, which also okay. is is a nice ease of the okay. intestinal system. Uh, so uh, we we just put we pulled her off of her other food, which was you know high in a lot of um, other proteins that we didn't feel she needed at the time, okay. and put her on that. Um, and it was really our last visit because it was such a short stay. But we've been checking in now. And then again, our recommendation from that moment forward is go. If this is kind of a regular occurrence for her to have an upset tummy, then let's go see if we should get her on a specialty food sure. that is minimal in the content. Okay. So, yeah, so it's, it's really amazing. And it's not just dogs. It's not just cats. Birds, ferrets. Uh, guinea pigs. So you, you sit all of these. Yeah, we sit all of oh, these. Wow, okay. And it's, is it kind of add-ons? It's like they have a dog, but they also have other animals, or does somebody say, "Hey, come pet sit my ferret"? <laughs> it's a little my bit bird. of both. Oh, really? right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you cool. know, we have you've multi. Some, you've met some really cool animals, then, huh? You know, it's uh, two of the coolest that we've yeah. ever had. Yeah. Um, a that? chameleon. Really, one of those with the bug eyes and the, the and bug the, eyes, kind of like they move. Back and forth like this kind of thing. And it's amazing to watch them because every move they make is intentional. Right. Yeah. Because they're going after food. Right, right. It's all about the prey. Right. Um, And then uh, butterflies. What? You pet sit butterflies? What do you feed butterflies? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. You don't feed a butterfly. (laughs) I've seen butterflies on poop. Like we went camping one time and then I guess there was a horse trail and the butterflies were all over the poop. Like, I don't know what it was. I guess moisture maybe or something like that. I don't know. It's the moisture. Okay. Um, no. So uh, there's there's a couple of uh, families that we care for that are master gardeners. Okay. And uh, part of 
the Master Gardener's Master Natural Lifestyle is that they will collect caterpillars mm. and house them and feed them yeah. until they cocoon. And sometimes they're traveling, and uh, and so it's a document. It's a documentation of the life cycle, okay. and um, and so there will be times where you know I'll walk in. And in the cages, the butterfly has hatched. Okay. So my job is to document the date That's they've so hatched. Cool. Sometimes whether or not it's male or female. How do you tell is a male or female butterfly? They got a little dangling hanging down or something? It's what the, in the spotting world? on the wings. Okay, I was going to say, wow. <laughs> like, that butterfly is well endowed. I mean, you know, come on. That's crazy. How do you, and and so then it's the process. The yeah, and it's okay. the process of releasing them in the environment. So it's, it's knowing that are the wings dry? Okay. Yeah. And, and that's an indicator that they, they came out of the cocoon properly or right well it's well, i know you shouldn't help them out no no you never you help, help them out, out you're gonna kill them. I, I don't know that i've ever actually seen one emerge usually okay. i walk in and there's a butterfly sitting there okay. and if it's starting to flutter and move around it's ready to be released okay. and uh the coolest thing is is when you get to help them out on your finger Oh, like carry them out of their like cage or whatever. Right. So no, you always take the cage outside. Okay. You oh, take okay. the lid off, and sometimes they're still drying their wings a little okay. bit. And at that point, um, and honestly, I actually never offer them my finger. Okay. <laughs> I'll offer them a stick to crawl up okay. on. Sure. So um, the chemicals in our skin, sure. and you know, I, the the conditioner I use in my hair plus the products. You know, I'm touching. That's all in. Mm-hmm. We don't want to poison them. Interesting so. story. About um, about butterflies, and I know this is a little bit of a rabbit trail. What we're talking about, animals. it's just fine. So, it's what we do. Yeah. So um, we had the opportunity. We go camping. Well, at least I'd say it was once a year for a while, but once every other year, we, we we're getting that back in in full swing. So we go up to we go up to Crabtree Falls uh, near the Blue Ridge Parkway, and right where we're at is in the is in like the path of the um, the migration of the butterflies to Capistrano. So once in a while at this spot, and I'm seeing a lot of monarch butterflies and and, and, uh, what are they, a tiger or swallowtail, whatever they're called. Um, Once in a while, that entire campground is just like infested, but it's beautiful with butterflies. And they're all like you walk down a path and they're like leaves on the ground. And as you walk, they start flying away. So it's like a movie kind of thing. But so fascinating to think that some people actually like do that on purpose. Like they'll bring their own butterflies into an area. You know, my thought is I really would love to plant my in my yard flowers that specifically draw butterflies, specifically draw um, dragonflies because they eat mosquitoes. Uh, butterflies are beautiful. They do other things too. And then maybe even have a patch of area. Um, I, I really would love to have a beehive, like a honey beehive, um, uh, you know, soon. Uh, you know, in the in the yard, and knowing you know they they're really not going to bother you unless you bother them. So, you know, I, I mean, I just think that kind of thing's cool. You know, I just it's it's just neat to be able to help instead of like you know what we normally do as humans we come in and we decimate an area, <laughs> but instead of that, why don't we go into an area and then just plant everything Create that makes beauty. the area flourish? Yeah, you know. Well, and the, some of the best thing about butterfly plants. Uh, are that they are drought tolerant, which is what oh, we need in this yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I, I'm a terrible gardener. Yeah. <laughs> 
So please don't ask me to care for your garden. I will care for your plants, and I will tell you a Fido poop today. Uh, But, um, uh, you know, what's really cool is so many of the butterfly attractors are A, drought tolerant, and B, are insect repellent. Okay, so that's like the, the, the person who's the brown thumb should grow those plants and you don't have to worry about them. Right, right. It doesn't matter if you want Bright them sun. Right. Yeah. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> I like it. So if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up today. Sure, go for it. But, uh, you know, the big joke is, uh, did Fido poop today? And the reality is, uh, you know, you really want your pet care professionals to be focused on what is happening, you know, and the poop right. <laughs> that is gathering with whatever pet that you have asked them to care for. Right. Because okay. that is often really the first indicator of good health okay. so, or poor wow. health. So Yeah, yeah, great to know. Yeah, great so, know. you know, my goal is with our podcast moving forward is to interview uh, pet care specialists. Okay. And, you know, make sure that everybody who listens has the opportunity to gain the knowledge of the professionals in this area yeah. and to learn a little bit more about how to care for Fido, Fluffy, right. or, you know, parrot macaw on the sure. shoulders. So. Or some butterflies. Or, or some butterflies, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm definitely not a pet care professional, but I am a pet lover. <laughs> and that that took some growing because I used to not be. I used to just tolerate them. But I love my Charlie and I love my angel. And so very thankful to be on your show. That's really neat. Thanks for, for interviewing me or, or like just having a conversation with well, me. Well, no, really thank cool. you for <laughs> encouraging me yeah. to do this. Yeah, uh, I, you know, this is neat. John Bundy, Scribe Design. Yeah. And he is my personal friend and business coach yeah. and professional yeah. and I think you should check out our website and Facebook pages in the future to see some of his amazing artwork. Cool. So thank you for joining thank me you. this evening and getting us started. <laughs> <laughs> there will be more, yes. trust me. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. <laughs>